Are you guilty of scrolling Instagram and seeing a particular pose or a dog's expression and wanting to capture that too before really stopping to think if that was a nice experience for the dog or not? Today's episode might make you uncomfortable, but I challenge you to take a listen and then keep in mind all that you hear for your future photo shoots. Personally, I'll be trying to help my clients to recognize stress in their dogs by simply pointing out when their dog is happy and only capturing those moments. That's my big takeaway from this interview. And if that doesn't quite make sense, definitely have a listen and all the pieces should come together. Just quickly, if you're looking for a reference for positive pet poses, you can head on over to the site to download our free PDF pet poses that sell. Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick-arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Pet Photographers Club. I'm Kirsty McConnell and today I'm chatting to Mikkel Becker of Fear Free Pets. Welcome to the club, Mikkel. Oh my goodness. So happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So I requested this interview after a conversation around your training courses, which emerged among our members in the Facebook group. But for the listener who aren't familiar with Fear Free Pets, can you just tell them a bit about what it is that you guys do, what you offer over there? Absolutely. So Fear Free Pets is a group that started with my dad, founder, Dr. Marty Becker, and it was a program that was created with a bunch of different veterinary professionals, including uh, many veterinary behaviorists and other trainers and just experts in the field. And it started off with veterinary certification, and now it's expanded to other industries, including grooming and pet sitting, boarding, daycare, animal training, and also the shelter world. And Fear Free is all about reducing fear, anxiety, and stress for pets. So it starts off with prevention and ways that we can enhance well-being. And then also when we are starting to see signs of stress, how do we address that? And so it's just amazing. There are just thousands of Fear Free certified professionals around the world. You can search on the online directory to find where they're at. So we are are really spread out. And then also another cool offering of Fear Free is fearfreehappyhomes.com, which is a free site. Everything on there has been vetted and approved, and it has a lot of free information on different things that you may deal with, with with your pets. So whether it's separation anxiety or litter box issues, it's all on there for free. So a really great resource to, to also check out. Definitely. And I know that a lot of our members, especially those that were talking about you in our Facebook group um, originally, they're hanging out for you guys to release a photographer-specific program and they will kill me if I didn't like add our vote to uh, to the list. So I'm doing it on air so everybody knows. I did tell you guys, please, please, we're waiting for a photographer-specific uh, program from you guys. But until then, and if I don't put enough pressure on you, 
uh, let's share some specific tips with the listener um, today that I'm sure you can contribute even without having a specific program for photographers, because even some of the other ones that you offer definitely overlap in terms of what you would, would share in those, I'm sure. So let's just start from the very beginning, maybe, or, or the very basics, I guess you would say. And what is kind of some information that you think, without being a photographer, but that you think our photographers should know from the owners prior to actually heading out onto a dog photo shoot, like something specific about that dog? What kind of questions should we be asking? So I would first of all, look at where the pet is comfortable. Some animals are more comfortable outdoors. For a cat, for instance, you're going to be a lot more likely to succeed if you're in the cat's familiar home environment. And if not, say that you're taking them somewhere new, you want to bring some familiarity into that scene. So bringing their own bed, for instance, a huge part of fear-free and really a foundation is having non-slip surfaces. So one of the reasons why animals like freak out and become anxious or upset is because a lot of times they're slipping and sliding or they're put up on elevated surfaces. And one of the number one fears of an animal is the fear of falling. It's just a primal fear. So we want to bypass that altogether and then have that that pet's favorite essentials on board. So their very favorite treats, their favorite toys, and really being in an environment that makes that pet happy. So for the the dog that loves to play fetch, let's build a photo shoot around an area where we can play fetch or integrate it into that. So maybe using some softer toys that we can play fetch indoors. So the thing that I see a lot, so even though I, I definitely am not a professional photographer, I look through professional photo stock a lot and work with different professional photographers uh, to create different material materials for our courses. And one of the main things that I see is when I look at, at a lot of stock photo and even even looking at video of pets like on commercials, a lot of pets look extremely stressed. And uh, sometimes people don't really realize it. So I think it's one of the, the main things to do is to really get to know pet body language inside and out. So that way, you know, the signs of that dog or cat when they look really happy and relaxed versus when they're starting to become concerned and especially when they're starting to get really upset. So definitely body language is really the foundation of everything. Yeah, definitely. And I think you'll find that um, the professional pet photographers are really focusing on that a lot. I mean, we're all animal lovers, you know, and so even if we start out not knowing anything about it, um, very quickly we learn, okay, we need to understand what's going on in front of us um, more than we currently know. And so, you know, lots of pet photographers volunteer at shelters, for example, and this kind of thing, and they spend lots of time around around animals to learn more. Um, And of course, always trying to find great resources to pick up some hints and tips along the way. So without having any visual aids in front of us right now, because this is audio only, can you try to give us maybe like two or three examples of things that you see in photographs that show a very clear sign that these dogs are stressed that maybe the owners don't even realize Mm -hmm. because, you know, they're not dog trainers. Absolutely. Absolutely. So definitely a closed tight mouth is a sign that that pet is probably getting fairly upset. In some cases, it may be the pet is just alert. Maybe they're about to catch a ball or, or the ball's about to be thrown. But a lot of times when you see that closed tight mouth, it's the pet is becoming stressed. So 
uh, you know, the pet may go from like panting or having an open mouth to all of a sudden their mouth closes, that's starting to show a sign of, of concern. Looking at their ears too. So when their ears start to press back or, or go closer to the head and, and turn back, that can be another sign as well as like the furrowing of the brow and the wrinkling of the face. That's just like we do where we may just unconsciously start to furrow our brow and scrunch our face when we're feeling upset. Pets do the same thing. And another thing is looking at where the pet's body length or where their body weight, where, where they are oriented and where their weight is stationed. So a lot of times in pictures, like uh, family pictures, for instance, that maybe have the pet in there, a lot of times the pet is actually like leaning away or turning away. And so that the a pet looking away or turning their body away in sort of like a C shape or they're curling out, that's a sign the pet is not comfortable, doesn't want to be there, and they're politely asking for space. So what we want to see in in that situation would be a really kind of loose, open mouth for a dog. Uh, for a cat, you want to see just like those nice almond eyes rather than the rounded eyes that, that you know, in dilated pupils, which um, show fear. And then you also want to look for when their their body weight looks like it's evenly balanced. So they actually want to be there or not only are they like just oriented, like with their body weight, you know, balanced throughout, but ideally they're even leaning into the person that that's a sign like, wow, that, that pet's really enjoying that interaction. So I, I think of like the dog that's kind of leaning into the petting or, you know, is um, soliciting some of that affection that that can be helpful too. And I always look at their eyes as well. So sometimes the, the pet may lick the person, but it's more of a, like a nervous lick, like an appeasement gesture versus like, oh, I'm really happy, excited to be here. Like, love you so much. You know, that's going to look a little bit different than the pet that, that's nervously trying to get away and, and maybe doing a behavior like that just out of nervous anxiety. And so uh, you really look at the eyes and, you, and for a dog, I'm sure that, that, you know, I'm talking to, to professionals here. So you all know the difference between like a soft eye versus a hard eye. So when we look at a soft eye, it's just, you know, really, really kind of relaxed looking, you know, pupils are normal for, for the light. And a lot of times you can still see the color of the eye versus a pet that's becoming upset. Their eyes are, are going to usually start to dilate. And so you see the, the eye starting to look hard, or you see the whites of the eyes starting to show on a dog. Those are some signs of concern uh, that I would be aware of. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> So many things to break down here, but mm. let's, um, okay, let's start with one thing that came to my mind just now. When we're in this situation that we see that the dog is stressed and maybe the, the owner of the dog doesn't see the same as what we see. I'm sure you, you come across these situations in your world quite a lot as well. Yes. Do you have some kind of suggestion for what we can do in that situation to ensure that the dog is relieved of that, that stress in that moment? Yeah. So, so sometimes it's like talking through the body language and saying, you know, we want to, we want this to translate well, you know, on camera and for the picture. So uh, when we, what we're really looking for is your pet, you know, having that, that open mouth smile or like, you know, the ears being up and forward, you know, that's going to translate a lot better, you know, in a picture versus a pet whose ears are starting to go back or who is starting to show that for a brow, the closed mouth, things like that. So sometimes we can talk through specifics of body language and then 
also asking them, what does your pet do when they're really happy? So sometimes I'll just ask the person like, what does your pet do when um, they're feeling happy? And actually sometimes I'll even show them. So I'll just be like, hey, let's just take a quick break right here. And so that might be where we, we you know, toss some treats, play a, a find it game. So it's like, find it. And we're tossing some treats on the ground for them to move around. That's a great game because it helps to... Uh, basically helps them to release some energy. They get some movement, which can be relaxing for them, especially that sniffing uh, action can be very relaxing. And then also trying to bring out something that they really like. So whether it's favorite treats or toys, so getting them back in that happy, relaxed state. And I always think of like, when I think of a stress pet, I think of like the you know, costume, for instance. So maybe it's like a Christmas photo with the dog with the, you know, they ha- they're having the, the Santa hat or the reindeer antlers. Like, let's take anything like that off. And then we can slowly start to put that on the pet if it's appropriate. But we want to make sure that they're staying happy throughout. And if we start to see signs of stress, we're going to go back to an earlier state. So a lot of times when we get that pet in that happier state, we can say, hey, look at his ears or look at his eyes, look at his tail. You know, that's what we want to see. So right there, that's, that's what we're looking for. So we and for some pets you can see certain areas of their body that are easier to hone in on than others so for a dog with big ears for instance like our family's dog cutie pie he has huge ears so expressive with his ears so his ears would be a great thing to to really focus in on so when he's starting to feel uncomfortable his ears are going to start shifting back or they're going to start kind of drooping lower on his head or, or towards his, the back of his neck and versus when he's really happy and excited you know and, and in that that good state that we want his ears are are going to be more forward. And also for some dogs are really expressive with their tail or maybe even looking at where their weight is stationed, where they're leaning. So things like that can be really helpful. And so once we see those signs and get that pet back to that happy place, then we can start to, you know, really build on those signs of happiness that we see in that pet, point that out to them and say, yeah, yeah that's what we're looking for right there. So that's what we want to capture on film. So uh, hopefully that that gives you some ideas there, but that that's kind of what I do in terms of training that I think could definitely translate into taking pictures as well. No, definitely. And as you were walking us through all of that, um, Michaela, I was picturing myself in my own, you know, my own photo shoots and something that I instinctively do, which most pet photographers would do as well I'm sure is when I see the dog looking a bit like you know this is getting a bit much straight away it's always like all right guys let's just keep moving and you know we break it up by movement which is easily do on a on an on location shoot um get the dog up move them to a new location but even in studio for the studio photographers they could totally do you know uh find it uh game or anything like that to mix it up as well the part that I don't normally do and that actually we should all aim to do to kind of help uh, pets in general, I suppose, is point out to the owners, like you were just saying, like pointing out, you know, what, why I'm moving and what I'm looking for or rather than uh, finding the negatives, like, oh, I don't want to capture this because he looks stressed. Instead, just moving, making them look at, getting them happy again and then pointing that out. It's such a powerful thing to be able to educate the the owners in the same way as well so that's a great tip and definitely something that I'm going to be doing moving forward in my own photo shoots whenever I'm back in Australia next anyway (laughs) Um, and I hope that a listener does as well so that's great that you pointed that out there was some a bunch actually a bunch of other things that you mentioned earlier on as well that really grabbed my attention some things that you pointed out in terms of expressions that we can keep an eye out for which are actually I've noticed some of those are kind of almost 
trendy to capture for photographers at the moment. I want to dive into that a bit deeper in the second half of this episode uh, for the members. And I also want to talk about dogs that get over excited and what we can do in that situation as well because that's definitely something we see when we start pulling out treats and toys and then we're overstimulating them so being able to calm them down again in a safe and happy way would be yeah really great to hear some tips from you on that but let's save all of that for the second half of this interview which does just go to the members so let's wrap up part one but before I do how can the listener find you and what it is that you guys do at Fear Free Pets? So you can find me on Instagram or Facebook. And also I have a podcast that's presented by Fear Free Happy Homes that's called Happy Paws. So check out the podcast, Happy Paws. And also you can check out the websites, fearfreehappyhomes.com and fearfreepets.com. And we have some great certifications on there. And definitely there are some like even like the pet sitting one that might be valuable to go through, even though we don't have a pet photography one yet. I love that idea. And I definitely will we'll give that to the team and and hopefully we can do that sometime in the future. But there are definitely courses out there that I think could be valuable as well. Yeah, definitely. And I know some of our members have actually undertaken uh, some of your other courses as well and have contributed in that conversation we were having that first let me know that you even existed. And they have said that it was really beneficial. So definitely for the listener, go and check out those courses that are available. If you do think you need a bit of help understanding you know dog behavior and how to create a, a really stress-free environment um, at your shoots and definitely very very valuable so go and check that out but that's it for part one if you did miss anything uh, of course I have taken all the notes for you so you can just head over to the petphotographersclub.com slash podcast and do a little search in there for Mikel and you will find this episode pretty easily um, and get all the notes in there If you are a member of the club, you can continue listening to part two of this episode in the member zone. Don't forget, if you're not a member, you can join today. It's just 10 bucks a month and you get heaps of perks, including being able to hear the end of this episode. Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes, and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.